Merry Christmas. And as we talked about on Friday, just a little bit of a request, we said, hey, before you open the presents, let's do Between the Lines, reading through Luke chapter 2. Might be kind of a fun family tradition. Yeah. This is something that, Dad, we did when I was growing yep. up. We always did every Luke year. Too. And so maybe we have some kids that are just kind of itching to open their presents and they have to hear our voices. Sorry, kids, you're, you're going through <laughs> what I went through. When I was little. <laughs> but this is what Christmas is all about. That's so. right. And you are listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And mm. here's Luke chapter yep. 2, verse 1. It says, At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census when Quirinius Cur- was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. Because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snuggly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. The word for Lord's glory there, I believe, is the word Shekinah, Shekinah glory, God's glory. Mm -hmm. They were terrified. The angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. I know we've got 52 verses, so we don't want to take uh, too much time out, but I, I couldn't help but think we covered this passage a week ago, last Sunday, and where it talked about the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory shone round about them. We discussed that as being a possibility of the star. The, yeah. the, and now it just all occurred to me, well, could it possibly be that the wise men, they that was the star that they saw when these angels appeared before the shepherds. Right. And that's what they went after. I again, just a, just a thought, but it's yeah. kind of a cool thought. It is a cool thought. Verse thirteen. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, "Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God has pleased." When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, "Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about." They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and that the angel had said about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds then went back to the flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, that would be considered a bris today. Mm -hmm. This is still the Jewish practice. The eighth day would be circumcision of baby boys. He was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel, even before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering, as required by the law of Moses after the birth of the child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. I take it to verse 25. You bet. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. 
So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory to your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Anna the prophet prophet was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. Let me just ask you, Dad, real quick, because, you know, it looks like, according to Luke here, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple on the eighth day, Mm -hmm. dedication, all that. Then they go to Nazareth. What about Egypt, though? Yeah, well, there's a—I would say that, remember, when the gospel writers wrote their accounts, they— we're writing a little bit like when we take eyewitness reports after an accident or some event takes place that not everybody gives all of the details. And so he's giving a portion of the details. We read from Matthew, the whole story about him going into Egypt and the the story of Herod with the killing of the babies and Bethlehem and all of that. And so he, he just kind of skims over that and just gets to Nazareth and is moving on with the child's early life. Okay. So... Let's uh, pick up verse 41 then. Jesus speaks with the teacher. So this by this time now, Jesus is 12 years old and living in Nazareth with his parents and they make the trip to Jerusalem for Jesus's, this would have been his first trip as a legitimate worshiper rather than just a child. Every year, Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers, which would have been all family and friends, people, other people from Nazareth. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. That would have been at whatever camp area that the, they would have stopped at for the evening. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there, which would have been terrifying because they're going back at night now. Three days later, imagine that, three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere, which is interesting. She says, your father and I, and then and then verse 49, why did you need to search? He asked, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? It's almost like a bit of a correction here that I know who my father is, but they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. Kids, they're listening here, getting ready for the gifts and all of that. This, this is what Jesus did. Jesus, who was perfect and sinless, he was obedient to his parents, who were sinners. They weren't perfect. Who he'd been there when they were created. 
Yes. <laughs> and he was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people, which helps us understand what a whole person is. Yeah. Physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional or social. Yeah. Well, let's get over to, to Proverbs. Uh, as I know, you guys are anxious to That's get to right. Proverbs chapter 25 and, is the proverb for today. And this, I think this is real fitting, especially if you're listening to this in the morning, it might help you get ready for what you've got going on today as far as the meals and the snacks and the pies and all of that. I kind of wish I would have read this verse Thanksgiving morning. Verse 28, last verse of the chapter. A person without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls. Hmm. Oh, that's one that I needed today. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's have some self-control while we enjoy the fellowship that we get with our family and our friends and the food that we're going to eat. That's right. I also want to say to those of you that are alone today, and I know it's tough. And uh, the wonderful thing about a difficult time that some of you may be experiencing because of lost loved ones or or perhaps uh, just the loneliness that you may experience or you've got uh, your family is lives quite a ways away or maybe you lost a parent this last year, that that first Christmas was extremely difficult. You think about the father saying goodbye to his son and you think about what Mary and Joseph went through. And Jesus now for the first time experiencing what it's like to be human. That first Christmas was real difficult as well. If you're experiencing a difficult Christian Christmas, you can know that you have a God who fully and completely understands. Right. So Merry Christmas. <clears throat> and today is National... <laughs> Come on. It's Christmas. Christmas Day. <laughs> Actually, it's a National Pumpkin Pie Day. Oh, brother. I don't know. It's Christmas Day. We're not going to yeah. say it's anything else. Yeah, we're going to have some Sambacles and Lefsa, but, you know. Sambacles? Yeah, that's the Norwegian Norwegian dessert. I don't remember that. I remember yeah. Krumkaka. Krumkaka as well. Sambacles were, yeah, I, I don't know that mom ever made, she has made Sambacles, yes. Okay. But that's what we're going to have today. Sambacles. Right. We'll have some Krumkaka as well and some okay. Lefsa, but... But you're going to be with your family yeah. today. So yep. today's the day awesome where we time. turn off phones, don't answer yeah. door, or we just relax. It's a great tradition. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. We love you and uh, look forward to being with you right. again tomorrow. See you tomorrow.